So, uh, thank you all. Uh, we want to continue in our journey this morning. Uh, remembering that this is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Memorial Day weekend holds a special uh, place in the heart of our nation. When we think about those of our military, our armed forces who gave the ultimate sacrifice their life, they laid down in service to our country. I wonder if we have any members here this morning in our church family that lost someone of your family while they were in active service of our nation. Would you stand for them this morning if you lost someone in your family that were in active service in, in our military? Uh, that um, All right. Thank you guys so much. We are are here today because of the commitment and the sacrifice that so many, many young men and women have made throughout the years in the history of our nation. We can't think about it enough or offer enough appreciation uh, for what we have because of what they gave. And so we are so thankful. As you celebrate Memorial Day weekend this weekend, remember, take time to pray for families. There's so many grieving families now that have lost loved ones uh, very close to this particular time or uh, within the last year or two years or three years, and they're still dealing with death and loss. And we certainly need to pray for those families that God will continue His healing work in their lives and in their families and uh, be grateful for all the service of uh, all our men and women throughout the years. And so we're thankful for that as well. But we celebrate this Memorial Day, those who gave their lives as a sacrifice for our freedoms and for uh, the uh, consistent nature of this country. So thank you, guys. Turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. I want to share a message with you this morning. And uh, it's about advice or being advised for life. I thought, you know, we've got graduates. They're, standing, they're, they're starting out on new uh, areas of life and new challenges. And so I thought this morning God led me to a passage of Scripture that uh, for years have been uh, relevant and important to my life. And I thought about them and meditated about them very much and used them in certain times of, of uh, circumstances in my own life that God has brought me great comfort. But you'll find them in Proverbs chapter 3. And I, I want to share with you this morning some things about Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, and how that they advise us in life today, how they give us some instruction or some structure for how to live out our lives. And so listen to what the writer of Proverbs says. He says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. You see, as we begin to... Uh, enter into new parts of our lives or we continue on in our life in the present, we have to realize that there ought to be a a certain framework for how we live our lives. And I think we find that here. So let's pray and come back and see. And let me, I want to give you three things that God says in this passage about our real markers for how we ought to live. Pray with me if you would though. Father in heaven, we're so thankful today to be here to celebrate these graduates and the accomplishments that they've made in their lives. Father, how that they've attained one level and they're seeking another. And Father, we pray that your blessings 
be on each one of them as they continue in this journey and in this uh, calling that you've given to their lives. Father, keep them wise and strong and protected in all that they do. But Lord, more than anything else, keep them close to you, Father, as they journey through this time. Father, we pray this morning that your word speak to our hearts, that your word give us a reminder of things that we already know. Lord, give us information about things that we need to hold on to. And Father, pour this truth into our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, as you begin to look at what uh, Proverbs says in verses um, 5 and 6, first of all, the challenge is uh, trust in the Lord. So I want to say this morning, who do we trust in? Uh, You know, we all trust in someone or we all trust in something. It may be ourselves, our own abilities, our own uh, education or our uh, own accomplishments. But uh, listen, uh, the true one or... Uh, the one that we really need to put our trust in is in the Lord. Not the institutions of this world, not this culture, not someone else, but our trust needs to be in the Lord. And there's value to that. When you think about trusting in the Lord, he says trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You see, there shouldn't be any reservation. That in everything, in every area of our life, we ought to put our trust in God. One of those areas that we need to put our trust in God is, is certainly we need to trust His salvation that you need to trust Jesus Christ. There's where the journey begins. Uh, There's where our connection to God begins when we trust Him for salvation. You see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that He was crucified, that He bore on His body on Calvary our sins and the penalty of our sins so that when we put our faith in Him, that we can have this relationship with God and put our trust in Him for salvation. You know, the Bible is limited in the way of salvation. It's limited to the person of Jesus Christ. It's Him alone. There's no other way. You're going to go out maybe in the world today and some of our high school graduates are going to uh, go uh, off a little ways at least to other places and they may be exposed to other ideas and other concepts other than what they've heard at home or at church or even in their own school system. But, but let me assure you that there, when it comes to salvation and your spiritual life, there's no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other way to receive Him, to be in right relationship with God, uh, to know God and, and God's desires for you other than to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge you this morning, keep trusting in Jesus Christ. Keep trusting in Him for salvation. Listen, that growing, you know, salvation isn't... Uh, uh, it doesn't end the moment we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation begins the moment we believe in Jesus Christ. That's where it all starts. That very moment when we fully trust Him as our personal Savior. Then this work of salvation continues. Uh, the Bible calls it sanctification, growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we grow in that relationship? We grow the same way that we got there by trusting Jesus Christ. Trusting Him for that salvation. And so I want to encourage you, the beginning of salvation, the process of salvation, all those are places that we have to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the source of it all. Listen, second thing I want to challenge you to do in in the area of trust is not only trust in Him for salvation, but trust His Scriptures, the Bible. You know, we, we need to understand what a great book we have here for life. We've got the greatest authority on life and how to live life, the dangers and the blessings of life, than any other source or resource that's ever been uh, penned or created, and that's the Bible. Look, the Bible is the only book from above. It's the only heavenly source of godly wisdom. 
Uh, it's, the, it's the only book that was written uh, by God himself and given to us. Every other book, right, is sourced in man and humanity and man's thinking. But the Bible is the only revelation from God about himself, about you and I, and about what um, really makes life great and wonderful. You see, there's going to be times in your life when you need some comfort. Any of you have ever needed or been in a place in your life where you needed comfort? The Bible is the source of all comfort. Because the Bible says that God is the God of all comfort. And in His Word we find comfort. There's times that you're going to feel really down and discouraged. And you're going to need some encouragement. Let me tell you, if you'll go to the Bible, you'll find that source of encouragement. You'll find that God through His promises can lift you up and encourage you. It may be in your studies. It may be in your personal life. uh, It may be in disappointments that you find along the way. But at some point in time, you're going to need some comfort. Well, I want to say to you today that trust in the Bible. Trust in the Word of God because it's a book of comfort. Not only that, but there are times you're going to need comfort. But there's times in your life you're going to need some clarity. You're going to be confused about things. You're not going to understand some of the ways or the things that happens in this world today. Listen, I'm, I'm very old, and, and I want you to understand that I'm confused about a lot of things that are happening in this world today. And I had to constantly go back to the reference book, the Bible, and find uh, foundation and, and find uh, boundaries and look at those so I can have some clarity in my life. You know, uh, <coughs> so often we are, are confused about issues or we're... Uh, uh, or we're, uh, some were stumbling along the way, but the Bible gives us that clarity. There's often times in our lives also, it's not only clarity, but we need certainty. Certainty in our life. We need to be sure about some things, right? You know, there, there's not a lot of things in this world that we can be sure about, but yet there is one thing that we can, and it's God, and it's His Word, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And His Word will stand forever. And all those things are certainties. If there's anything about life at all that we can nail down and know, it comes and it's sourced in the Word of God in the Bible. And so as you go forward in your life, I want to challenge you to trust the Scripture. Trust the Savior, but also trust His sovereignty. Trust His leadership in your life. You know, sometimes you're going to find yourself stuck in life. Right? You ever been there? We get stuck. You ever been stuck in your vehicle and you can't go forward and you can't go backward? Well, listen, there's times emotionally and spiritually people get stuck. We all get stuck. We don't know how to go forward. We can't go backward. And we're just kind of mired in the place that we're in. How can we be set free from that mire? How are we going to get out of that ditch? Let me tell you, it's the Word of God. It's, it's God's leadership. It's God pushing us and moving us forward in our, in our thoughts and in His grace and in, in, in His compelling love for us. Let me tell you, I, I agree with the old gospel song, Love Lifted Me. Love Lifted Me. And God will lift you out of that place if you're stuck in life and you need uh, God's leadership and his sovereignty in your life, you can trust Him. So, let me just say this morning, no matter if you're just a graduate 
from kindergarten or you're graduating from high school, college, whatever it is, or you're a senior adult here this morning. Trust God. Trust God. Let me give you a second thing. Not only trust God, but the next thing that he addresses is, is what to lean on. And what, what do we lean on in life? God indicates what to lean on by telling us what not to lean on. Right? You know, sometimes we, we know what something means when we know what the opposite of it is or when we identify the opposite. And so he says in verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So, so if we're going to lean on something, don't lean on your, your own understanding. You say, well, but didn't God give me a sound mind and a mind to judge things with and a mind to understand with? Yes, He did. But, but really that mind and that heart that you have and the understanding you have is really determinative by what you put into that mind and that heart. And if it's God's understanding, then you're going to be able to lean on that. Right? And so he says, lean not on your own understanding. Why, why does he say that? Or why is that relevant? Why is that true? Listen, because I, I don't mean to be... Some of you guys, our kids won so many awards. I'm so proud of them for uh, academic awards and achievement awards and other kind of awards, sports awards and different things like that. And I want to say something to you. I'm not diminishing your intelligence, but I want you to live in reality because we need to lean on God and not on our own understanding because we have a finite capacity. To know. You say, what? You just insulted me, right? You said, I've got a small mind. Well, let me tell you, in comparison to God, you have a small mind, okay? We have a finite capacity. Listen to what Isaiah says. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So when, when it comes to leaning on understanding, that we, our, our minds, we have a finite capacity to understand, but God is infinite in His understanding. Now, which one would you rather lean on? One that's limited or a limited possibility or an everlasting, eternal, unlimited possibility? God's understanding. Let me give you another reason. In fact, that's not enough. Listen, Paul says this in Corinthians about our finite capacity. He says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also am known. Paul's saying, I'm, I'm seeing things now and it's veiled. What, what, what causes that, that, that the veiling of our understanding? Our sin and our sin nature. And Paul's saying, I'm, I'm seeing it just, just dimly, but one day I'll see it clearly. When was that one day? What's Paul talking about? When he's in heaven. He's in the presence of God. He'll see everything fully, not clouded, not dimly, but completely as it is. But let me tell you, we're not there yet, by the way. Earth in heaven. And until then, we're going to have a finite capacity. So don't lean on that, right? Let me give you a second thing. Not only that, but our understanding is fatally corrupt. There you go again. I want to tell you what, I'm honest to myself and I know my understanding is fatally corrupt. Jeremiah says this in Jeremiah 17, 9. He says the heart is deceitful above all things. I want you to hear that. The heart is deceitful. Now listen, Jeremiah was saying this in the midst of Israel's rebellion and sin against God. 
and their idol worship and the rejection of God. And he would say that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Right? So our understanding is that that our thinking is faulty because of our sin. But yet God, His understanding is perfect. Now the question is, what do you want to lean on? Right? So let me say to you, trust God, lean on His understanding, and finally look at verse 6. Acknowledge Him. Why to, why, do we, why, why to acknowledge Him? Why do we acknowledge Him? Verse 6 says this, In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. You see, we acknowledge Him. Listen, there's a principle to acknowledge here also, a principle to understand that we acknowledge Him. What does it mean to acknowledge Him? Now, I looked up that word because I really wanted to understand it. But you see, that word in the Hebrew language really means to recognize. It's not a stretch, is it? We acknowledge something, we recognize it. Uh, We acknowledge that this is the truth, then we recognize that that's true. Or we acknowledge this person is this, so we recognize it. So we recognize that, that, that God will lead us, or we recognize God in our lives. Every day that we live, there ought to be a, a sense of recognition of God in our lives, that He exists, that He's real, that He is the ultimate reality, and that we've chosen to follow Him. That's how we recognize God. It, it also means to give credit to something. If we acknowledge something, we give credit to them, right? Or, or to it. Every day of our life, I, I want to challenge you that we should give credit to God in, in something, some way. And listen, we ought to do it in front of somebody else. Right? Does that make sense? Is that there ought to be some time that we ought to testify about God every day. You see, if we do it every day, it gets to be habitual. And look, there's good habits. And acknowledging God is one of those very good habits that we need to be into, need to get into. That we acknowledge Him. (coughs) That we recognize Him. What happens when we recognize and we acknowledge Him? All of a sudden, we're more sensitive to what He's doing around us. We're more sensitive to what He's doing in our life. We're seeing God in action more with our spiritual eyes than we ever have before. If we acknowledge Him, if we recognize Him, if we give credit to Him, it also has the idea of, in the case of God, to give glory to. We give glory to Him. We, we, we honor Him. We lift Him up and we affirm Him. That's what He's saying here. That's the wise thing to do. That in all your ways acknowledge Him. And then because of that, there's a promise for acknowledging Him. And that promise is, is that, and He shall direct your path. You know, when you think about directing our path, uh, you know, a lot of times we think about road signs, don't we? That, you know, we have these road signs and turn right here, turn left here, street names, whatever. This word direct means a lot more than just that, giving signals of which way to go. But also it, it has the idea, and it really means to, to please or to make pleasant. 
Isn't that, isn't that great? Isn't that what we're all after in life? Is to have a pleasing, pleasant life. Right? To live a life that's satisfying, challenging, fulfilling. It's not the same every single day. But it's different. You see, that's a life that pleases. It also means to make smooth or to make straight. And when you think about that, you know, we, we ride around Ray County. We don't know what smooth roads are. Oh, sorry. But, we, we, but, but, but when we acknowledge God, He smooths the way. He, he smooths out the path. He, he, he makes it better for us. He makes it straight. What's the good thing about a straight road? You can sleep while you're driving, right? No. The good thing about a straight road is you, you don't have the danger of the curves. You don't have as much danger of going off the edge somewhere or leaving the road or leaving safety. And, and so as we acknowledge God and He begins to direct our path, then He leads us down a path of, of, of safety, free from danger, harm, hurt. But also has the understanding that to make firm, to make firm. You see, uh, maybe you've driven your car through a kind of muddy road before. Right? Have you ever done that? That it's not, not firm. You felt like you're always sinking, sinking. We used to have a driveway like that. It wasn't firm. And the problem is you can get stuck in a place like that. You see, as we begin to acknowledge God, that God makes provisions for us, that we can continue on the journey of glorifying and honoring Him. You see, the challenge this morning is to trust and to lean and to acknowledge. What great advice for our lives, isn't it? That we truly trust God. We trust Him for our salvation. We trust Him for growing in that salvation. We lean on Him. And we continue throughout our lives to acknowledge Him. He's God. He's Savior. And that we affirm His life by living our life for Him. Bow with me if you wouldn't, let's pray.